Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online, and we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. Of, ...of your body, um, who expresses his love for you through, through how he serves in this church, and together with his family. Um, we thank you for him and for Heidi and Frankie, for all that they do in this church, and such a blessing to us as part of our family. And I pray especially for Steve right now, that he would know your joy, know your pleasure, know your anointing as he shares your heart to us, your family, this morning. Help us to hear have ears to hear what you are saying to us today. Lord, may this morning not be a morning of just gathering more information, but may it be a, a morning of have understanding more of your love and nature towards us and our response to it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Let's go. Just check. Is the microphone working? Yay! <laughs> So I'm going to try lots of new things today, and so please bear with me. I need your support. Um, I'm going to do props. I'm going to go on the stage. There's cables up there. There's lights here. I've got a timer that Andrew's going to set going, so I can actually see when I'm going to overrun, and you'll know when that is because you'll be getting hungry. Um, so we've got a good plan. And it's interesting because Laura's pretty well started with my point, which is I want to talk to you about uh, how we can become an image of, of God. Um, but to do that, just to start with, I, I, I thought, I, I'm going to talk about light. This has been on my mind for, for a little while. And um, for light, I was thinking about photographs. And I don't know about you, but do you get those fo photo reminders on your phones, the ones that tell you, oh, a year ago you were doing this, or 10 years ago you were doing this? Well, this is what I got today, um, which, uh, well, um, I love photographs. I really do love photographs, but I'm not necessarily the best at taking them. And this was a, obviously a selfie. I tried to take a selfie of us sitting out. In, in a field. Um, my selfies are traditionally not very good. Uh, it was super hot. We're sitting under a tree. I thought, oh, we need to take a photo. We need to commemorate this moment. Uh, it didn't quite work. But I have got some photos I'm more proud of. Perhaps you can put the next one up. And that's, uh, that's this one. So um, a certain gentleman in the front row here would f be familiar with this photograph. Uh, what sort of combine is it, Andrew? Is it, huh? It's the Clayton New Holland 8060. Clayton New Holland 8060. So... <laughs> <laughs> I would have called it class. There you go. That shows my, my ignorance. Uh, so, yes, this is, this is on Andrew's farm. This is Andrew um, combining uh, in the evening. And I'm really quite lovely just to catch the light. And it just captures an image, doesn't it? You get an image uh, of that moment. You, it sort of reminds you. Um, but it's, the image comes and it, and it goes. Here's another photo, which I, I quite like. And it's going to sort of be relevant to what we're going to talk about. So the lighthouse. Um, this is Portland Bill, for those of you that have done... Um, that enjoyed the children's program. It's not quite the same. It's Portland Bill, so it's the lighthouse in Portland. We were there in a thunderstorm, which was quite a dynamic time to be there. Um, the, uh, the, the thunder and lightning was going behind us. I'll stand slightly to one side. I don't know if that's gonna, I'm going to be completely in your way, but we'll go with it. And, um, and so we stood there, and there was a whole crowd gathered because... The lightning in the background was just illuminating this, and there was this whole dynamics of, of the whole environment completely changed. I'm sure if you went there on a sunny day, 
uh, it would look entirely different. And then we went on holiday. So the, the good thing about light is it helps you find your way and all those sort of things. Um, but I think we've all been in dark places, you know, physically dark places. I mean, even when we came in here today, we put the lights on. Um, we went on a holiday to Denmark a few years ago, and I'll, I'll perhaps you can put the next picture up. And this was um, this is a lovely lighthouse uh, in Blavant, a place uh, nearby where we were staying. And I said to Heidi, we were there. Frankie was reasonably young, and I said, "I'll go for a little. I'm going to go for a run. I love. I, I like to find my the environment. I always like to find out where I am." Um, and I said, I'll, "I'll just go for a little run." And I, I went for a little run. I said, "I'm going to go to that lighthouse we saw in the distance." So. I don't know about you, but lighthouses are relatively easy to see. Would you, would you agree? Um, they generally put them on prominent positions. Uh, it's quite a flat area in, in Denmark, but obviously it's on the coast. And I was running along. I had to go through some heathland, through some woods, uh, through some bushes, and across a couple of roads. And there it was, and I got there. And then I realized that I'd left it a bit late in the day, and it was getting quite dark. And, and you're sort of nearly there, and you think, oh, I've got to get there, because I've, I've set out to do it. So I get there, and this isn't my photo, because it was too dark to take a photo by the time I got there. And then I turned around to run back and thought, where did I come from? <laughs> it, it's completely, I couldn't see where I'd come through. And so I slowly picked my way through, going the wrong way, finding a road, following that road, absolute miles. It was the longest run I'd ever done at that, at that particular point. Um, but it, it did make me think about that darkness. And when you are in that darkness, you, are, you feel quite lost and alone. You feel quite... Uh, and I, there was no signal or anything else. So it's it like, I really was alone. And you start to, start to worry. You start to be slightly concerned. Um, and it made me think about... Um, we're going to play just a short video. Um, this, is, this is the launch of Friendship Severed in 1962. Perhaps we could have just that point. And sometimes that darkness, I mean, you imagine he's up there on his own in that capsule. It's very lonely, isn't it? And I, I, my worry is, and the reason I'm coming up here to talk to you about light is that I, I do worry about the people that haven't got the light in their life, the people that are living their lives in darkness. I mean, to some extent, that was me before, before I became a Christian. I've only been a Christian 20 years or so. I'm quite a newbie. Um, and before that, I th well, I thought things were going okay, but you just thought, well, things happen. Uh, and there was no... I, I, I seemed to lack a sense of peace, and certainly a sense of, of comfort in, in difficult situations, and you don't realise it until you come across difficult situations. Now, obviously, when you're, when you're younger, maybe you don't have quite so many difficult situations. Um, I actually had quite a list of difficult situations we've been in I was going to go through, but I think... Just If you bear me some grace, uh, you probably all know that uh, my mother-in-law passed away last Sunday. Um, we've had quite a traumatic uh, few weeks. So I'm, I'm not going to dwell on, on some of the negatives and problems and suffering that we've had in our family. But I think it's, it's very unusual for a family and people not to suffer those, those things. I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. But the, so the world, world is a dark and scary place. And I, I, I look and I think, well, what, what can I do about it? Jesus turned the light on in my life. You know, when I was at, I, I, I went to church, 
I didn't really know why I was going to church, but there were people there that were really happy and joyful, and they're joyful for no reason, because their lives were rubbish. They had got all sorts of things going on. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? There was, there, was no, there was no sense to why they were happy, but they had a deep joy and a peace, and they were, they were the most content people I've ever met. And I thought, well, I want, to, I want some of that. I want some of that. And so I did an Alpha course, and uh, a long story short, a lot of people praying for me, people, uh, people, other Christians came alongside me. I even went to life group not being a Christian. How's that? I went to life group not being a Christian, and the people in the life group put their arms around me, welcomed me in, and shared their life with me. And I saw that they weren't having great lives, necessarily, but I just saw that they had somewhere to go when things weren't great. And I think, well, how can I, how can I help other people? Because the worst thing is if you're lost and you don't know. Supposing you're out looking for that lighthouse and actually you didn't know you were lost. You're just wandering around like the sheep and the, the lost sheep in the, in the parable. So I do thank God for those other Christians. And I'm sure that you all know friends, family, classmates, workmates, the person down the street that you speak to occasionally, neighbors, friends. You, you know somebody that doesn't have the light of God in their life. I mean, just have a think for that moment. Think of who that, who that person is. It might be like me. You've got a, a huge list of people. So do you ever think, well, well, what can I do about that? What can I do to help them? Do I grab a Bible? Do I run up to them and say, here, here, read this, read this. Start at Genesis. It's really good. There's a bit of a shaky bit as it goes through judges and everything else like that. Then, it, then you have revelation, which sounds really lovely, but then there's all the you know, fire and damnation and all sorts of other stuff comes out. It's all lovely, you know, and read this and you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll have amazing life. And, and that, doesn't, that doesn't work. I, I, I haven't tried that, to be fair. I've been a little bit nervous. Um, so I, I'm going I'm to talk about light because we are supposed to be the light of the world. And... If you feel helpless, like I did, then, then I feel that we need to do something about it. And the good thing is you can do something about it. You can change a whole community. You can change your family. You can change your work. Don't, don't think it's just me. And don't think I don't know enough. I haven't read everything from... Ecclesiastes. Don't think uh, I'm not a pastor. I've not been through Bible school. Take those. Take what you have. Um, Bible verses, if we may. So, first of all, let's fa- let's face that that light is synonymous with good and God within the Bible. I think there's no coincidence that the sun and the sun, Jesus, uh, sound the same. And God is, you know, God is light. John has said that in, in, in John 1.5. But if, if we have a look at John 8.12, um, Jesus tells us who is the light. He tells us where the light comes from. He says, I am the light. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life. Interestingly, the Greek word for light is phos. Um, we've got that up there. So phos, 
is um, a sort of source of radiance or illumination. So it's not just, uh, well, you know, it is that brightness that you get uh, from, like, the sun. And um, interestingly, obviously, it's the, it's, the, it's the root of the word, like, photograph, um, which, which means writing with light, which I quite liked. And it sort of uh, it fits in so nicely with, with this topic. So those images I showed you at the start, that was me a year ago. Um, Jesus is the light of the world. So, so we should be images of him. And he tells us that. He, so he gathered a group of people together. In fact, he just started talking and people gathered um, at the Mount of Olives. This is the, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and he, he, he was talking to them uh, about the Beatitudes, the blessed are the meek, blessed are the cheesemakers, if, if you like Monty Python. And, um, and then, then he goes on to talk about salt and light. I'm not going to talk about salt, but I am going to talk about light. So if we could have a look at um, verse 14 of Matthew 5, and it says, you are the light of the world. Now, now I've read this a number of times. Uh, I don't want to sound too holy. I've just, it's, quite, it's quite an easy one to read. Um, and I quite, I've, I've read it so many times, and then I didn't really think about it as much. And then you sort of think, well, who's he talking to? You. Um, well, and then so the next slide just shows, I just had a quick look at some of the, the background. This is my paraphrasing of the, the, the translation from the Greek. But you is, it's you, it's me, it's us. It's everybody that's listening to Jesus. Um, it's, oh, it's factual. It's, it's, it's now. It's certain. It's, it's not, oh, you will be at some point. Once you've done, you've done a Bible study and have you, have, you, you know, have, you, have you filled in that questionnaire? And No, it's just that you're now. You're now the light. You're now radiating, continuously radiating the light of Christ to the world, the cosmos, everybody, everything. Does it feel like that? Does it feel a bit strange? It's not a maybe. And then if we just go on to look at the rest of that, that, that uh, section, 14 verses 14 and 15. So you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket or bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. So here we have it. We've got a light on a hill, or we've got a light on a stand. Can you see it? One of the reasons I'm up the top here. I'm sure, I'm sure you could probably see it if I was down there as well. But I, I like the opportunity of standing on a stage. <laughs> so without the light, you're in darkness. So we should be like lighthouses, okay? Like this is a lighthouse. It's on a hill. Um, so just, just to put you in context for this verse that Jesus is giving, would you mind just flipping up that other slide for a moment? So, and I know Matan's been to Israel recently. Um, so Capernaum, this is, this is where Jesus is talking, is, is a really hilly area. He's actually talking about real, I mean, the people are standing there and he's going, oh, you see that, that thing up there, that's a real, that's a, that, you can always see that, can't you? You notice in day and night, you can always see that. The reason you can see it is because it's on a hill and you can see it. In the daytime, in the nighttime, well, the lights give it away. It's not, they're not trying to make it visible. The lights just give it away anyway. They're glimmering through the. Even if people pull the curtains, there's always light comes out, isn't there? Um, 
Or he talks about the basket, and he, um, the, the bowl, there's another word for it, which is basket. So if you put a basket over a, over a lamp, now you can't see it, can you? You can. The light comes through. The light leaks. So I am going to talk about three properties of light, because I, I think the metaphor of light is really good, but it's only a metaphor. So keep remembering that we're talking about Jesus here, not about light. But I am quite fascinated by light. I like science, um, so I'm sure we'll get corrected by the scientists in the front row. <laughs> Literally a scientist. And um, I'd like to talk about some of these properties. So, uh, oh, actually, I was just going to mention Ephesians 5. Sorry, I just jumped ahead. Ephesians 5. So you, are, you were once the full... You, you once were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what's good and right and true. So we need to shine Jesus out. I'm going to do these in a different order, but that won't matter. So, here I am. <laughs> My face, I hope, is reflecting the light. This is Jesus. I'm reflecting the light. As long as I stand here in the light, you can see me. Um, it's not my light. I'm not, I'm not naturally luminescent. It's just that I'm reflecting, <laughs> I'm reflecting God uh, around me. And that's what we should do. And we can do that with whatever we're doing. So if you, if you play uh, a game, ball game, let's say, I can play a ball game in the light. That means I can be, let's say nice in the changing rooms when I'm talking to other people. I can be respectful to the referee on the, on the court. I can be uh, honouring to my... I can listen to people when they're struggling. I can bring God into whatever I'm doing in my life. And I can reflect God in what, in what I'm doing. But there's a risk. There's a risk in all these things. What happens if I put things in front of God? I can still play the same games. I can, I can play football or whatever, basketball in this case. Um, I can play the game, but I can hide God from people. And it's the same game, the same person. But it's a different perspective. It's a different mindset. Am I, am I doing this with God in the forefront of what I'm doing? Or am I hiding God? It's not getting the world in the way. It's the world getting in the way of what I'm trying to do here. I'm completely off script, by the way, so I've no idea where I am. Um, I, I guess what, so. That's 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 reflection. There's three three properties. Reflection is the first one. Absorption is the second one. Can you see the red towel? Does does any does any scientist want to tell me what's actually being reflected from the red towel? What's being absorbed by the red towel? Scientist? So this is, this is absorbing all the blue and the green. The only thing that's coming out of this is red. When we, are, when we spend time with God, we've been talking about spending time with God, that's what, exactly what Laura was just saying. We want to be there um, 
taking in that light. We're then going to reflect, reflect light too. But we should be spending time absorbing. We want that light to come into our, into our hearts because we are going to reflect God. If we're going to reflect God, we have to, we have to be full of God. So are you, how would you do that? You would do that by reading a Bible. Laura mentioned that. You would do that by worshipping. You would do that by picking up litter. You would do that by asking the person, uh, sorry, uh, yeah. But you do it with a worshipful heart. And then I'm going to talk about, just briefly, um, refraction. So it's a difficult word, but we're talking about um, distortion here. So sometimes you put something, uh, I, can put it, I might put it over the light. How does that look? Bizarre? Cool? What happens if I look through it? Bizarre? Cool? Um, my fear is that we, and probably our fear, probably one of the reasons why we put a basket over the light, is that we're, we're fearful we're going to give off the wrong the wrong message. Or we don't know enough. So we say something that we don't know. We just make up something at the spur of the moment. We ask for our opinion. We don't know the opinion. We feel like we need to say something. So we distort the truth. The truth is there in the Bible. It's there when we speak to the Holy Spirit. We're convicted by the Holy Spirit. We need to keep focused on Jesus. We need to keep reflecting the truth. But we need to be conscious as well that we could sometimes distort the truth. We don't want to do that. It shouldn't stop you trying to reflect Jesus. I would rather, and I think it's better, to step forward and stumble than not step forward. That's my thought. I might try and go back onto the slides. Could we go to the next slide, please? So I love this quote from Charles Spurgeon. The Bible is not the light of the world. Okay, so we've just been saying you are the light of the world. The Bible is not the light of the world. The second verse is, it is the light of the church. We're the church, so we are illuminated by the Bible. The Bible is helpful to us. The next bit. The Bible, but the world does not read the Bible. The world reads Christians. So the next bit. So you are the light of the world. What you do is seen by others, whether you want to or not. It's not you can't pretend to be. Do you go to work and pretend not to be a Christian? Does someone ask you a question? What's your opinion? I've never been to any, work, any tea point in any company I've worked at where someone hasn't said, oh, what do you think about the government? What do you think about the NHS? What do you think about the schooling? What do you think about the football match last night? There's always, someone's always asking your opinion. So why not reflect in all that you say, Jesus? Don't go mad. Don't go weird. Don't go saying, oh... Oh, in Isaiah 17:34, it says, "You know, thou shalt 
harvest the wheat on a Tuesday or whatever. Don't, 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 don't go weird, just, but just, just say it with love. Just apply love. And, and just maybe try and diffuse those, that gossip, because you get called into gossip, don't you? Gossip is the biggest form of distortion, I think I know. It's the biggest, biggest, biggest form of that um, uh, refraction. One, one, more, one more visible thing, and then I'll stop getting confused with all my props. Um, this is a torch. I think you'd all agree it's a torch. It's like a magic trick, isn't it? It's a torch. And you can see it shining over there, look. But light itself is not visible. Can you, anyone see the light coming from the torch? No, but it's there, because it's reflecting on, on my hand. That's why you have to, whenever you go to a concert, they have to put loads of... Dry, uh, of smoke up in the air so you can, you can see the light. Um, it's no good being a Christian with it all in your head, a bit like Laura was saying, and, and not doing something because it's, it's your actions that will make you visible to the world in the same way that the reflection of the light will make things visible to the world. So we're called to action So in Matthew 5.16, it says, so this is just following on, if you remember. So we had, you are the light of the world, uh, a, a light on a hill should not be hidden. And it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus was under no, no illusion that you, you, know, you need to do something. You need to be seen to be doing something, not because you go out deliberately to show off, but because as you live your life, you're doing things with Jesus in mind, with God in mind. Because, who will you influence? Who do you know? How do you know? How do you know what influence you'll have? My amazing friend Ian at the back there, we, just, we, we were thrown together at work, that was the first time we met each other. We found out we had a common interest in cars, and our friendship developed. He, he ended up, well, he's here. He's come to church. Let's face it. Let's, let's face it. Let's, let's cut to the chase. He, we've got, and, and not only that, he's, he's teaching me about Jesus because <laughs> he's sitting there with a Bible on his desk or talking to me or asking questions or, you know. And why not? Why not build a community and the community then itself grows? So we should be like that city on a hill, we should be like a lighthouse. And lighthouses, have you ever thought about lighthouses? If you were a lighthouse keeper and you were in that lighthouse, you go there every day, you light that light, you have no idea how many people you've saved. You only ever hear the statistics of how many people didn't get saved. I actually looked it up. I looked up chat GPT, had no idea. I looked up um, the, the lifeboat teams and stuff like that. No, nobody's got any idea how many people didn't come onto the rocks because of the light. Have you ever thought of something you said, even though you didn't see the action, maybe save somebody? There's no reason for the lighthouse keeper not to go and light the light. You know, because they know that without that light, the consequences are dire. Why wouldn't you do the same? So three lessons, just, just quickly then. Three questions for yourselves. First one, how are you absorbing? What's your relationship with Christ? How can you get more 
um, of Christ in you? What, what should you do? What should you do different in the Bible? Is it listening to more worship music in the car? Is it whatever it might be? Have a think. Have a think. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Second question. How are you reflecting? Are you, are you reflecting in the workplace, in the school, in the playground, in the, on the pitch, in the changing rooms? On the sidelines, shouting for your children. That's an interesting one. I have a friend who's a... My, my godson's a, a referee for rugby, and he has to tell the parents off for their language and their behaviour. Uh, the last question, uh, how am I refracting? Am I refracting? Uh, now, are you dis- distorting or misinterpreting the truth? Uh, please don't let that stop you. Speak, as I say, I'd, I think you're much better to speak and be wrong and then apologise afterwards than not speak. But do think about where you're getting your facts from, where you're, your truth. Challenge yourself. Where, did I, do I really believe that? Someone said this, I'm not just going to go in and say, no, God, why, let me study this, and then I'll come back with an, you know, so maybe you, maybe you, just, but you need to take some action in terms of thinking, your, your mindset. So, and you don't need to be a, a, a massive lighthouse. You just have to glimmer, just to shine a bit. Those, all, those, all those little buildings in the, in the town, they're just shining a bit at night. Even if you pull the curtains, it's a bit. It's, a bit. it's, not, it's not nothing. You can, everybody can do something, it's just a little. And if we're all glimmering, you know, what, what difference would that make if we all, I don't know, just were jolly in Tesco's? Just, just shared a bit of joy. Uh, if, you, if all the children coming to school had, I don't know, just something, just a little something, just a, a, a teacher says something that cheers them all up. And then they go home and they cheer up all their parents. And they, you know, just, just the, the, the flow, the flow, the, the causality, the knock on effect to all this. And something that really struck me, and I'm conscious of the time, we're doing good. Um, I'm just gonna, we're just going to show another video. We're going to bring... Remember John, John Glenn? We sent him up into orbit at the start. He's, he's been going around. Uh, I think it was about every, every 80 minutes he does a day around the, around the Earth. And so after about an hour, he, he crossed over Australia. Uh, Australia was in darkness at that point. Obviously, he's, he's going much faster than the sun. So um, the, Australia's in complete darkness. So, but the people of Perth all put their lights on. They put their porch lights on, they put the street lights on, they lit fires, they had fireworks, they did all sorts in 1962. So that from space, uh, can you put the next slide up, Angela? From space, um, it looked a bit like that. And, um, and John Glenn is commenting on the fact that uh, he was really appreciative of the fact he could see, he could see that. So imagine this was Kesgrave from, the sp- from space. Everyone's like a little glimmer. Just a little place. And um, you get to see the whole place lit up, the whole town lit up, the hospital lit up, the high school lit up, everywhere, glimmering with God. I'm just going to pray, if I may. There's a great prayer in um, Isaiah 60, which I'm going to pray over you. But one, one thing, I've got, uh, just before I do that, actually, um, 
There's something you have to do, and that's to be intentional. You have to consider what are you actually going to do. What are you actually going to do to absorb more? What are you actually going to do to reflect? Are you going to actively go and do something? The best place to do that is to consider it with your diary in front of you, particularly if you've got a phone. Consider what you're going to do. Where are you, who are you going to meet this week? Maybe arrange some phone calls. Maybe book some quiet time with you and God. Maybe go away for a, a little retreat. So as I pray this over you, just have a think about what you can put into your diary this week. What can make your week different that you're going to glimmer to somebody else? So in Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 4, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Amen. And a closing thought, okay. We don't put all the lighthouses in one place. Be ridiculous. Stick them all in Portland. It's a beautiful place. Stick them all in Portland, and it would be the brightest place in the country, but ships would be coming aground everywhere. What you need to do is spread them out around all the different areas. You need to put the lighthouses in all sorts of different places where there's danger, where there's problems, where there's darkness so that they, between them, share out the light. There's a reason why you work in a hospital, you work in a school, you go to that old people's home, you go to, you go to the playground, you go to work with your, your, your friends. There's a reason why you join those clubs. There's a reason why you play football or why you, whatever it is you do. You're there, you're the lighthouse. There might be more lighthouses, that's all right, but you don't need everybody to be in the same place because that, that's it, it's not necessary come here absorb go out there reflect go out there and reflect thank you so much for your time I really appreciate the opportunity to share that it's been on my heart for a while this light um, and now it's a great chance to absorb but catch up and maybe reflect a bit of God in your conversations I've I pray that you'll have a great week, that this week will be good, uh, a week full of joy, a week full of miracles answered, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much, everybody.